You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, my name is Zeke Robison, and this is Wired. Who pays for the United States astronomy and astrophysics projects? Our collective staring into the void, seeking cosmic answers? Well, we all do, via taxes, which the government decides how to divvy up via an annual appropriations budget. But how does NASA decide to use the funds it's given, around $23 billion in 2021? For its scientific missions in space and on the ground, the agency, and pretty much all of the space scientists in the U.S., take their cues from the Astrophysics and Astronomy Decadals Survey. This year's survey, officially called Pathways to Discovery in Astronomy and Astrophysics for the 2020s, was released Thursday. It's been dubbed Astro 2020 for short, despite its release in late 2021. It was due last year, but the COVID-19 pandemic caused significant delays in an already difficult process for the approximately 150 scientists who made up its 13 panels, focusing on topics like cosmology, galaxies, stars, particle physics, and the state of the profession. To complete the survey, they poured over nearly 900 white papers submitted by researchers from around the globe and completed hundreds of hours of Zoom meetings. The 500-plus page report prioritizes three scientific areas, hunting for habitable exoplanets, probing the beginnings of the universe, and studying gases to understand the evolution of galaxies. Next, two years after its launch in August 2018, the Skoll platform had become a constant thorn in the sight of thousands of parents across Sweden's capital city, Stockholm. It intended to make the lives of up to 500,000 children, teachers, and parents in Stockholm easier, acting as the technical backbone for all things education, from registering attendance to keeping a record of grades. The sprawling system is used by 600 preschools and 177 schools with separate logins for every teacher, student, and parent. The only problem? It doesn't work. So annoyed parents built their own open-source version, ignoring warnings that it might be illegal. Then in April, the city announced it was getting the police involved. Officials claimed the app and its co-founders may have committed a criminal data breach and asked cybercrime investigators to look into how the app worked. And new flexible work policies at Google could mean a pay cut, according to existing policies that people who relocate to a less expensive market could see a pay cut by up to 25% for some. 
Some Google employees are complaining, how is this fair? Remote work can mean living in a lower-cost area without a commute, but it can also mean higher household bills, especially if you need high-speed internet in a rural area. A Google spokesperson says the company has always paid employees based on their location, at rates that match the top of the local market. But precedent doesn't do much to soothe the burn its employees feel as they watch their wages drop. While some are threatening to quit, they can revolt in different ways. Brian Kropp, chief of HR research at consultancy Gartner, said, If you feel like you're being treated poorly by your employer, it's just human nature to not work as hard. There's a mindset shift, he explains. If people feel they're not being paid fairly for their contributions, then why should they contribute more, or even at all? Perhaps even worse than leaving, he says, they quit in place. Want more news you can use? Sign up for the Tech Into newsletter at wired.com tt. So if you ask anyone in the Wired newsroom, what's on your mind? Here's what some of us are thinking about. Big tech. The coronavirus pandemic. Climate change. Disinformation and election security. What policing should look like in the future. This is Get Wired. And I'm your host, Lauren Good. Every story about technology is really a story about people. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Get Wired. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.